I got more bush than high times, more rhymes than Leanne. Pull out my Glock, now you're peeing in your pants. It's your last chance. I cut your retinas, get your last glance. Sin, 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 I stick a dildo in. Now I'm hiding from Pavo in the garbage bin. I am the walrus, cuckoo, kachoo. Bang a Chinese girl till her eyes turn blue. Find a new girl and get her numbers on napkins. Fuck her with a loaf of bread and make her cheat on Atkins. It's time for a smoke and a pancake. What can a poke take? Doing shots of K.O. Peck take. I slice you three times, slice you three lines, and make you squeeze them on your own cuts. And bitch, you best give thanks before you eat my nuts. Yo, who's that motherfucker throwing pot in the brownies? Bitches once clowned me, now they surround me. I don't give a fuck about love. Fuck a moray, fuck a dumb hoy all day. Keep it up and be my baby mama. I'll eat that pussy like Jeffrey Dahmer. Go get up in my tidy whities Smoke so much, my eyes be Chinese. everybody this your boy b rob and i'm back with another edition of the random ramblers with rob podcast first and foremost i'd like to thank you the listener for coming back each and every week or however you listen to my podcast it might be weekly uh monthly uh semi-annually shit i don't even think i've been around long enough for you to listen semi-annually and shit so um just scratch that from the record um and if you're a new listener I appreciate you for going ahead and giving my show a try, which now I am on Spotify. And I don't know if this has anything to do with anything, but I've noticed an increase in UK listeners um, since I found out today that I've been on Spotify. I applied, I think, last week through Podbean, but um, the UK listenership has gone up since um, I've been connected with Spotify. If that's a direct correlation, I appreciate it. And um, hey, over there to people over there in the UK, and uh, where else they had they had Brazil, they had um, Kazakhstan, uh, Kenya. It's like I'm, I'm um, naming off a list of uh, exotic waterfalls right now. Shout out to the pipe bomb with McCool and Company that's no longer here. Makes me sad every day. But in the same vein, we're gonna bring back a little bit of that nostalgia. We're gonna bring back some of that feel good moments. We're going to bring back some of that. I've been really trying to hold back because my guest this week is actually here with me in the intro. It is the N-O-T-O-R-I-O-U-S. You just lay down slow. Mr. 
Joshy Lopez. Notorious. No. What up, everybody? No, 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 no. Notorious. Notorious. <laughs> Hey you got, man, you got you got Diddy dancing and jumping off buildings and platforms and shit in the yeah, background. Yeah, we, we ain't even gonna get Diddy. We just gonna get uh, Dave Chappelle playing ass Diddy. Dylan, 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 and Dylan. Hell yeah! <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker! Man, it's been too long since me and you uh, shared a microphone. Metaphorically speaking, we're not actually sharing a microphone. You got your own shit over there. I got my own shit over here. <laughs> yeah, I, I have my stuff here in deep protection because I'm in Chirac, so I'm just trying oh, yeah. to make sure I, I don't get robbed. See, I'm looking at your shutters behind you right now. It look like some of them um, metal blinds from the Purge movies or whatever when they, when they go in the <laughs> lockdown. It's just a... Hey, man. Uh, the gun violence here in Chicago, I put this out on Twitter earlier. The gun violence here in Chicago is not a gimmick. It's real life. It's a shoot. It don't, it don't matter what neighborhood you're in, <laughs> what house you have. Anytime guns go off, you gotta watch out. Yeah, and if we want to be like wrestling geeks and stuff right now, if we say it's a shoot out there, we mean that like guns and bullets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or the fifth re- reincarnation of the NWL, but that's neither here nor there. Exactly, man. Um, been talking about doing this again for a little while now especially because I don't have nobody to talk wrestling with no more so I, I want to pick your brain <laughs> of some uh, current events and um, just get some of your thoughts and opinions and um, also talk about you man catch up with you you've been doing um, a whole bunch of stuff since um, the pipe bomb has gone away you've been um, you got your own website up now of course you always had your podcast but you've been um, putting more of your time into that since you have more time now and um, also you're doing your transcriptions which whew, that's a lot of shit dog that's a lot of shit are you still doing every show or you kind of tapered off a little bit let's do this let's do like my week schedules so yeah. for everybody knows what, what I do yeah take me All through right? the week of Mr. Notorious now, this schedule could vary depending if you have a two-month pay-per-view for WWE or you have, like, a spot New Japan, like, special. So, those will vary on, like, Saturdays. But for Monday, strictly Raw, obviously. Uh, Tuesday, I do SmackDown Live and 205 Live live. <laughs> I, I don't I don't take, like, an hour break wherever. <laughs> I just go straight to the next show. Um, Wednesday... Uh, when the show was on air, I, I would do NXT and Lucha Underground on the same night. So we're at five. Um, Thursdays, I do a throwback um, article for Throwback Thursday. Just a nice little feature for the website called Wrestling Rewind. So on Mondays, on my Twitter for the website, which you can follow at PW Transcripts, um, I put out a poll of different options for you guys to vote and choose what show I cover for you guys. And uh, some of the poll options will cater around to what pay-per-view is coming up next. Like, for example, I've been putting a lot of Survivor Series options mm-hmm. over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I'll Put, I'll put like a random New Japan uh, show in there and see if we get some history there since everybody thinks New Japan's competition now. I, w- I want to put that to the test. Oh, yeah. And, and then 
um, just whatever stuff maybe I want to cover, maybe like a old WCW show or maybe a WrestleMania that I didn't get to cover live when I was there in person. Yeah. I, that's something I want to do. So I do that on Thursdays. Fridays, I dread that day because I had to make sure as quickly and fastly as possible I get through Impact Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> and then whatever pay-per-view comes your way from the WWE Network, I, I cover that end as well. So I do just about six to eight articles a week for wrestling shows. So damn, let, let's let's do some math. You're going to have to do the ad and shit. I'm just throwing numbers yeah. out there. So Monday, that's three, three hours off top. Yep. Tuesday, that's a additional two hours, so that's five. Well, three and counting uh, freaking uh, 205 Live. Yep. And then, um, so where we at right now? That's six. six. Then you got an hour of NXT. So seven. Then what you said you got on Thursday? Well, NXT and Lucha, that'll be eight. And yeah. then um, Wednesday, no, my bad. Thursday is the pay-per-view day. So that's another three hours. Yeah. <laughs> that's 11. And then um, Impact is two. So 13. So I'm not, on a not pay-per-view week, I do 13 hours. Man, that's half a day, dude. <laughs> Over half a day. <laughs> and then yeah. like... um. Are you typing that stuff as you go? Or are you like handwriting and how you doing that? What I do, I have a reference sheet that I have for every wrestling company that I cover. And I have movesets for each wrestler. And how I got these moves is I did a little amateur wrestling in high school. So I know a little bit about grappling and stuff. So I know like simple moves. And for those who are longtime wrestling fans, you know what a shoulder tackle is. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has a clothesline. Everybody has a super kick now. So those stuff are rudimentary. But I have... Um, a lot thanks to the research through uh, the internet not Dave Meltzer but proper research on the internet I found sets for each performer and it's kind of weird with wrestlers like they have like certain names for these <laughs> type of moves <laughs> and a blue thunder bomb could be a spinning uh, sit out power bomb and then some I think Eddie Edwards has a move like that called die hard flotion <laughs> and they, they mix lotion? it up <laughs> yeah die hard flotion oh. and then Kenny Omega has a weird move, uh, the guitar crusher, I think. They, they always have these weird gimmicks attached to the, the name, so out of respect to the wrestlers, I put that in, in the article, even if I don't want to go out of the research and spend more time that I don't have <laughs> looking up this stuff, so I, I have references for that, and I use it as the show goes on. I listen to the commentary if there's a particular move they'll uh, if there's a particular move they say I, I'll add that to the article like Kevin Kelly and Mauro Ronaldo are a big point of references for me like when I cover NXT or New Japan show so they really help me out on that end and a lot of it has been a retention of memory um, I, I one of the lucky genes I got from the man upstairs is that I had a blessed memory having a good memory so um, for doing these type of articles for over four years I have a good um, cadence of how to do these type of articles and separating the different parts of a match so let's say you have like a Ishii Naito match oh. that's going 25 minutes mm -hmm. I know that I have to separate it in four different paragraphs and I, I could tell when that next part of the match is so so it's almost I, like yeah. um, um, the segments in the movie, pretty much. You know, you got the first act, the second act, you know, and the third act and stuff like that. So, yeah, like even like with promos. So Shane McMahon be talking for five to six minutes. 
I'll coach Sami Zayn. I'll put what's what he has to say on there, and then we go to the next thing. But I think the cool thing with my articles I do is that I point out how many matches are on the show, mm-hmm. and if there's like a promo backstage that people like fast forward through it or didn't get to catch it live, I put it on the article so people can see it. For sure. Oh, it failed me. I was gonna hit you with a with a sound effect, but it's loading up. <laughs> Kinshasa! It's t- ten seconds go. late. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so, what's your, what's your word count, man? Like uh, on, on the typical article, let's just go with raw because that's the most continuous amount of content on a Monday. Mm. Like, what's your word count usually for for an article like that? It varies. If there's like a big talking night, I go right around four to five thousand. And if there's like wrestling heavy, like it was last week uh, in Manchester, um, I did I think six sixty five hundred. Shit. Somewhere around there. Shit. <laughs> How fast can you type? How many words per minute you clocking? I think the last time I did the actual test, I. People are gonna call me a nerd when I say this, but uh, <laughs> but in high school we had technology class, and that's when I first like started doing typing and stuff. And we had had quiz on how fast you type the shit. So the last test I did was um, a couple weeks ago, and right now I currently do fifty seven a minute. Word. Yeah. Now, now is that damn? you typing and looking at the screen or is that damn you got to be locked in on what you because like when I type I could type a decent amount of speed nowhere near fucking 57 words a minute but damn I have to look at the fucking keyboard I haven't put enough into it to where I, I can because like my wife type and she damn she like this is shit she talking to me holding a conversation looking at the TV yelling at the kids and shit while she typing and I was like how <laughs> there's no breaks like yes i'll watch what's happening and i think the cool thing with wrestling like they do have rest holds and stuff and like they like space out their matches but for me for me when i'm covering the show and this is no bad feelings towards anybody like i'll go to my uncle jeremy's house to watch the pay-per-views wherever right Mm -hmm. but when i'm covering the shows live I have tunnel vision, so I'm like tuning everything out. I'm tuning out people who are watching this show with me. Unless there's like a commercial break or like the wrestlers are making their entrance, that's why I'll talk about how I feel about the show as it's happening. But when it comes to the bell and make sure I have make sure my stuff looks professional and is good enough to read for people, <laughs> I have this full tunnel vision mode. Word. It's not easy. I tried. I, I tried my best. Uh, I tried my best. Um, you know, sometimes I'll make mistakes here and there, but uh, there's a lot of time after the articles that I spent on editing, and just make sure it makes sense. And the hard part for me, Rob, is like when I'm transcribing dialogue. It's not my fault if a promo doesn't make sense. Yeah, because they don't you want to say anything. You just pretty much you're just stenographer, like you said. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. If they talk like that, damn, I, I was talking about it on um, the the uh, last episode that was out. Shot cock. Penis! <laughs> <laughs> that damn um, the Velveteen Dream when you had that first initial promo with fucking Alistair Black. 
I mean, how would you type something like that? He's like, you got to have the lightness with the dark and the darkness with the light and the light and the darkness has to coincide. He was just like ranting yeah. back and forth. And I can imagine just hearing him saying that shit and trying to down. The first type. wrestler that I was able to do that type of stuff with was with Bray Wyatt. Like, I was able to, to pick what he was actually saying in those backstage promos. Because that's the guy that's like out there with all the riddles and metaphors he spews out there. Like, Bray Wyatt, that, that's one of my favorite parts of the show is transcribe those type of promos because I'm like an Undertaker type of fan in those, like, <laughs> not medieval characters, but like the darker characters for wrestling I, I really appeal to. And um, so Bray Wyatt was fun, but like, yeah. <laughs> Velveteen Dream, or even like like little like backstage running like type of interviews, like with Charlie Caruso. Mm-hmm. By the way, good butter pecan, butter pecan waterfall right oh, there. So uh, Charlie Caruso, you gonna change it up? Yeah. Well, I thought yeah. we were saving the butter pecan for um, Bianca Belair. <laughs> no, that's 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 regular pecan butterfall. Okay. <laughs> No, regular pecan waterfall. Butter pecan waterfall is Charlie Man, Caruso. I don't know. This probably got some butter on that, too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Let me, some, let me get some butter on that roll. Yeah. Uh, so, like, yeah, it, it, it's it's not easy, but I make the best out of it. And I have supporters who support my website. Um, I, and I put, I put out a little donation thing. I'm not going to, like, jam ads and sponsor stuff or t-shirts that people stroll if they want to support what they want to support i have a little fee for those that want to support my website and i, I attach it to every article i do yeah. and um I, I make the best out of it but it's not easy and i try to do something different so if people like what i'm doing and it's just a strict place for them to find out what's happening to shows then i'm doing my job right yeah because i mean it's the same thing with this podcast i mean i do it because i enjoy it and then um, I said just about every episode now, it's just like, you don't have to do that shit, but it's just there because, you know, somebody might be considering it or whatever. So it's just there just because, you know, you know, podcasts is copy it's, everybody. It's like, yeah. well, they got a Patreon. Well, fuck it. I guess I make one or they got T-shirts. Well, fuck it. I just have T-shirts, too, you know. <laughs> Yeah, but a lot. Not only that, people copy each other like like segments for pockets, but in the wrestling world, when you're like typing articles, there's a lot of copying and pasting there. I, I've been doing this four years, and I put it on my mom's grave, even though she's not even dead. <laughs> I put it on every family member I know that's passed away in their grave. I've never copied anything from any wrestling website when it came to my articles. If anything I ever copied and pasted, it was just those embedded videos they put on WWE's Twitter account. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not easy, but it's a lot of fun. And you, you've you been one of the biggest supporters of the website. Actually, you actually recommended me to start my own website. So yes. I thank you for that. And um, I add my podcast on there so people go check that out as well now um who you going through you going through squarespace or who who you got your website thing through wordpress wordpress yeah because now i was looking at that today because i'm thinking about um changing my um you know my my hosting for my website and everything because i know um with square trade square trade (laughs) squarespace (laughs) i'm thinking about fucking stocks and shit With Squarespace, um, I, I had a guy that used to do a, um, a podcast. He would host his uh, podcast from his website. 
to the Squarespace allowed him to do that. So he yeah. didn't have to go through like Podomatic or Podbean or anything like that, paying extra money. He just paid everything into the website. So I was looking at that to do that. And then another thing that I was looking at uh, WordPress as well, because um, the provider that I go through for my podcast is um, Podbean. And with Podbean, they have different options to where after you upload your podcast, you can share it to all these different places. So now they have Spotify up there and um, they have YouTube and Twitter, Facebook and everything Stitcher. And then um, they also have the option for WordPress. So mm-hmm. I don't know really what that does, but that's what it got it got me thinking about, you know, maybe switching my thing so I can have all those little boxes checked. I don't want to leave nothing unchecked. I want to get my shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, when I added the podcast on the website, basically I just take the uh, videos from YouTube mm-hmm. and I, I have a full playlist for my podcast on YouTube because unfortunately for me, I, I run my podcast through iTunes from the Podomatic account and I don't have the money to pay for pro accounts and all the extra BS. Yeah. So I'm not able to post every single episode that I do for my podcast on iTunes. So I save it up on my YouTube account and um, I just drop it on the website. Whatever's new on there, I just post it there so everybody can see it. Hmm. Me and you have to talk offline about that. But um, <laughs> yeah, as far as the articles go, um, mm-hmm. I know you're covering more so of uh, WWE because there's more WWE content. But yeah. um, what's the difference whenever you're um, doing articles for WWE programming versus that of a uh, Lucha Underground or uh, Impact or GFW, whatever the fuck that is, and uh, New Japan? Is there you know more of something that you're doing for a specific brand, or you know you kind of get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, for for example, like Impact, that's my easiest article to do because uh, they don't have a lot of wrestling matches on there, and half of their shows littered with video packages. So I just take the uh, clips from their show on their YouTube channel I put on the website. Um, when it comes to like Lucha Underground, um, it's kind of different because they have a lot of subtitles that they have for their backstage promos and certain characters. So I have to pause my TV and make sure I write it out. And I appreciate the fact that they put the subtitles on the screen while the show's going on. Uh, I appreciate that stuff. But Lucha Underground doesn't do a lot of promos. So a lot of what I do for that show is just knowing what they do with the moveset. And sometimes they'll do like trios matches, which can be challenging because there's a lot going on around the ring. And I try my best when there's like a multi-man match, like in new Japan, I try my best to make sure I get every little detail that's going on. Yeah. The, there's action ring, but there's also shit going on, on the outside as well. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I say the biggest difference between like a New Japan or WWE uh, is that, yeah, I'm adding more promos, but when it comes to New Japan, there's just a lot of matches. And the, and honestly, for me, I feel like, you know, as much as I enjoy the like power struggle or King of pro wrestling shows or whatever, I don't think every New Japan major show has to be five hours. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I've seen that too. Cause like, I believe it's that way because I mean I, I could be wrong, but um I believe they is like that because it's, um they don't have a week to week television, and yeah everything like that. So I mean whenever they put on the show, they 
put on the motherfucking show. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, like I don't mind four-hour pay-per-views for New Japan. I understand that they this is the way to sell their product for the next month. But for me, like, yeah, it's a five-hour airing for the pay-per-view, but it's almost six hours if you count me editing the article and stopping and this and that. So... Shit, it's probably more than yeah. that because I mean, sometimes they take those long, awkward pauses in between matches, and yeah, then they like if you listening to the English commentary, fucking they down. Sometimes switch over to the Japanese commentary mid pay per view, and that take a little bit of time. And it's, it's a, <laughs> now damn, because I know they got some of the events on there that don't have the uh, English commentary. So what do you do for that? Well, that happened to me a lot during the G1. I covered the G1 for the first time this year, and like, I think about a third of their shows were with Japanese commentary. Now, some of the Japanese commentaries will like call out a suplex or a clothesline like that, and I appreciate that. But I got so much repetition of covering these New Japan shows, like I know what the finishers are now. So yeah. it's just following along with the the regular, you know, hammer lock transition to the wrist lock, all the all the nonsense, and then a lot a lot of it now is just like a lot of springboard moves. <laughs> The high flying wrestling, though, like if you have, let's say, Hiromu Takahashi against Will Ospreay, there's definitely an opportunity for me to put like 20 different springboard like (laughs) sentences together in that match because that's all they're doing during the match. (laughs) Like they'll do like a feeling out process or whatever with the arm bars and stuff, but it's not like a Zack Sabre Jr. Minoru Suzuki match where it's just grappling the entire match. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, that uh, was that a Will Ospreay Kushida match. You you watched that yet? What you think about that one? I thought it was fun. Uh, I thought the one he had uh, the other day with Marty Scrawl was very good uh, from the Power Struggle show. Yeah. Uh, now they're leading into this big feud at Wrestle Kingdom. Now it's Osprey, Scrawl, uh, Takahashi, and Kushida uh, for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title at Wrestle Kingdom. I don't know. That, that card is damn starting to shape up pretty good. We got um, Naito versus um, Okada. Yep. We got the four-way you just mentioned. Uh, what else we got? Besides the one big thing that everybody is going to be going gaga over, including myself. Uh, you got Cody Rhodes against uh, Kota Bushi. Yeah. Uh, we had that's the- going to go? I- I'm kind of bummed out about that, match. to be honest with you. Um, I like Ibushi. I'm not in love with Ibushi like a lot of New Japan fans are. Um, I wanted to see Cody Rhodes against uh, Tomohiro Ishii. I just thought it'd be a more interesting challenge for Cody to pull on that type of match, and like uh, I, I just didn't see Cody doing it. But that's the thing. I guess that was their like consolation prize for him because he wasn't going to fight Kenny Omega after all <laughs> at yeah. Wrestle Kingdom. So uh, that's the one. And then the other match I heard that was announced was the Young Bucks against the new Rapongi Vice team. Yeah, uh, Rapongi 3K. Yeah. Uh, show and yo. Rapongi 3K. Rapongi. Rapongi Vice. But um, the big match, I think that's going to steal the goddamn show. I mean, not even as a you know, bona fide top tier match is just the spectacle of it 
is uh, the Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Now, when you seen that, because you did you watch it live or did you watch the replay? Uh, I watched the promo live because they're streaming it on Twitter. I woke up early that Sunday morning, but I didn't do the whole article till later on that day. Now, what was your reaction when you saw that? First, my jaw dropped, <laughs> and then I just yeah, started. I, I, I just started laughing because of how loud. No, how loud like Kevin Kelly and Don Callis were in the background. What? Yeah. What? He said, "That's not- <laughs> is that possible? Is it possible?" <laughs> So I like those two. I, I, don't get me wrong. I, I was pumped. I was pumped just like everybody else was when they saw the whole thing. And they played Judas in the background. That's one of my favorite songs. Uh, I started learning how to play it on the guitar a couple months ago. I, I love that song. And just the whole promo. And then you hear the Japan fans chanting Y2J, Y2J in the background. It was cool. It was it was really cool with the announcement and everything. Um I admit my kind of my excitement for the match has kind of wavered with just the reaction towards it uh, this past week through social media. Like, don't get wrong. I, obviously, this match is going to be a lot of fun, and I'm, I am a Chris Jericho fan. Um, is this going to be the greatest wrestling match of all time? Nope. I don't know. And it's not for me to say, and I talked about this on my podcast this week. It's better for us to enjoy this moment for what it is, because you don't know whether or not Chris Jericho is going to have another match in a different company. And the fact that he wanted to consider this guy to have his first match outside of the WWE since 1999 is special. So let's not ruin it with this fake narrative that we're going to have the second coming of the wrestling wars that's going to be happening because it's not going to happen. It's good for the wrestling business that this match is happening, but let's not take the fun out of what's happening on January 4th. I guess that, that's what I'm getting with that. Hell yes. It's like I was shocked that you know he was there, you know, in the promo package, you know, making the challenge and everything. But what um, just like you said, man, I was just like, holy shit. He is in New Japan. What the fuck is going on? And it's just like everybody's talking about it. And I, and I, I really want this to be, you know, not so much, you know, the match will be what it is, but I want them to like pump the shit out of this, like milk it for all it's worth. Because, I mean, this is going to do so much for professional wrestling as a whole. Because, damn, you're going to have other people who's on Jericho. That shit is gonna. I think other people is gonna follow suit. Well, I would like for other people to follow suit. You got a lot of um, veteran talent that's just floating around that's not on anybody's contract, and they can pretty much do whatever the fuck they want. And I would like that a lot. Just people just start popping up in other people promotions, you know, for one offs or maybe like a small program or anything like that. I mean, that's what the you know I'm doing air quotes because I don't know shit about shit. That's what the wrestling business should be, you know talent exchanging talent you know a talent exchanging talent talent they don't they only do that in wrestling holes because they 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 wrestling each other but <laughs> companies exchanging talent you know for you know i mean i believe there's profit in that what do you think i agree it's just you have to go with the right companies to do it like Sammy Callahan showed up at Bound for Glory over the weekend and nobody gave a shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, you have a guy like that out there. You have 
Matt Riddle. You have so many other guys who spew off these Evolve shows or Ring of Honor or or even Progress, too. Um, So, like, you have to pick the right places to go. And maybe it's just me. Like, the Ring of Honor buzz has been kind of fading over the last couple of months. Like, yeah, the show, the Global War show in Chicago is cool and all, but, like, I'm not on pins and needles to cover Final Battle later this year. Like, I don't watch the weekly show. <laughs> I don't. Um, so, it, it, you have to pick the right spots. And I think, like, when you have shows like Lucha Underground or New Japan, I think those are the right places to have those one-off appearances. Yeah. Now that we... But, have- but like, like Juice is under Liger. You know, everybody's like, oh, he had a great match with Tyler Breeze at NAC TakeOver Brooklyn. I didn't think so. He's <laughs> right. I, I, I thought it was a simple match. I like Liger. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I like Liger, but... Liger ain't doing, you know, Liger in his prime shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Liger has a shtick. <laughs> but, um, I'm just like, will he do this anywhere else or is it just New Japan? Because, I mean, it, it's been brought up on other podcasts and everything, but I, I think it's an interesting point. I mean, I, why wouldn't you do that if you're not under contract with anybody? Why wouldn't you go get, you know, as a performer, as an entertainer, to get the most exposure as possible, why wouldn't you spread yourself out throughout the other companies and shit like that? I just don't see him like going and doing like five more New Japan shows this year. I, I don't. I think this is gonna be a one-off for him and Omega because that's what he wants to do. Yeah, it's kind of like a full circle moment for him. Um, and. I think it's gonna be. I, I don't know what the tour dates for Fosse is, but I wouldn't be surprised if he has another like North American leg of a tour after that Wrestle Kingdom show. So you have to see what happens there. And then he's already getting his mind changing to television shows, and he's focusing on the cruise that's happening later on next year. So uh, I think I think this will be a one-off. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that because I never thought. In a million years, that the shit would happen. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's man, just thinking about it, just like I can remember seeing the whole waking up that morning like everybody else. Yeah, and um, I think I seen first. I, I didn't, I didn't see anything about the promo. I didn't see no video stuff. I just seen the little poster somebody made where it had the, them two facing off against each other, and I was like. Oh, this is some fan art. I mean, who's doing this? Because I I heard about the um, little exchange they was having back and forth on Twitter and everything. So I was like, all right, somebody made fan art to this. Then I go on Instagram and I see um, people posting about it. I was like, okay, what's happening? What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) So then I start investigating and everything. And I pulled up New Japan World and I seen, you know, a little snippet of the latest pay-per-view. And I was like, okay, I mean, there's nothing on New Japan World because they didn't have it like advertised on there. They, they weren't promoting it. It was just, you know, the new pay-per-view. I was like, something must have happened mm-hmm. here. So I finally went back and watched it. By then, somebody posted the little clip online. I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> you know, I, I think another cool part about how big that announcement was is like usually now these days like you wake up and you find out that there's another mass shooting 
going on or yeah. uh, some type of bullshit. Like, I thought what's cool about what happened this past week in wrestling is that I woke up on Sunday, I found out about this announcement. Uh, Monday, you know, everybody's getting excited for what's going to happen at Raw, and I thought both Raw and SmackDown were good this week. And then Wednesday, I'm getting ready to take my show, and then I get a notification when I wake up saying, oh, John Cena is now the fifth (laughs) member on Team SmackDown. So I'm like, it's like, the cool thing that wrestling is getting like pop up notifications that like oh you have to you have to get ready in the morning because you don't know what's going to happen on a Wednesday or Thursday because always some shit that's coming out and then of course you get the stupid stuff like TNA trying to charge uh, not charge fans actually pay fans yeah. <laughs> to go watch their tapings. <laughs> yeah, I mean I I don't understand that that business model there. I mean I would rather just give them more people free tickets rather than pay somebody to come sit at your show. Yeah, make up and make signs that you don't want to make. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just I don't I don't wow. Who is funding these people? <laughs> <laughs> old old yellow corporation. <laughs> I don't know. They they must have like blackmail information on somebody. He's like Yeah. There's some scandal shit going on right now. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. I mean, at this point, I mean, I'm saying that I don't want anybody to lose their job, but I want TNA to go away. I really do. That that whole I mean, they tried to rebrand and there was a whole fuck up with that. And they tried to do this. They tried to do that. And it's just like, I don't know. But that's just me speaking. But there's probably there's billions of people on this earth. And there's probably a whole bunch of motherfuckers out of that billions mm-hmm. to them still like impact enough for them to hang on as long as they've been hanging on <laughs> yeah and that's why I talk about like ratings not having as much importance as it did in the back back in the day because you gotta show like impact that just takes airtime and it's just there it's filler it's dry there's nothing to it and like I made my points clear. I'm not a Josh Matthews fan, so he's not going to get me pumped for two hours of wrestling. I like JB, and it's, it's just like it's the same thing over and over and over again. It's like, uh, how long can we stick around to put on a crappy Bow for Glory pay-per-view every year? Yeah, and when you think they started taking the dive, I got my opinion on when that started happening, but I want to hear what you got on it. I think it started when it had the Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff exactly. uh, <laughs> immortal faction. And exactly. They're, they're the center point of the show. And uh, not only that, but also when the news came out that Vince Russo accidentally sent a, a creative email to Mike Johnson from uh, PW Insider. <laughs> it was supposed to be production notes for Taz and Mike today. <laughs> and then it's like. Doo, 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 doo. Yeah, I, I, as soon as they to me, as soon as they announced Hulk Hogan was going over to TNA, that that was it for me. That's when the decline, <laughs> when the plane just started going down and the ground just started getting bigger and bigger, in my opinion. Because like Hogan is great, but he's not great to run a company or build a company around. I mean. WWE, I mean, he made it back in the 80s when he was prevalent and he was popular and all kinds of stuff like that. He's still popular, but mm-hmm. when he goes to WWE, he just shows up, comes out, 
brother, what you going to do? Flex. And you go to fuck home. That's all you need Hulk Hogan for. But you don't need this motherfucker over here booking stuff, getting involved in angles and all this other crazy crap. He is far beyond that point in his career now. He should just pop up, wave a hand, put his hand to his ear, flex, rip a shirt maybe, and then go home. That's all he need to do. I really thought that uh, segment with him, Austin, and Rock at WrestleMania 30 yeah. could have been like the perfect send-off for him. Because that's what he was brought back for that year. He was going to be the host of WrestleMania, and then that he just ended up being like the face for the whole Susan G. Coleman thing, and then that's when like all the Gawker stuff, uh, Gawker stuff started to come out. Yeah. Penis! <laughs> <laughs> But, like, the last one on Impact before we move on, like, uh, when I watch Impact, you're saying, oh, it's time for it to go away. It's like, we talk about Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho being good for the wrestling business, but every time Impact Wrestling's on television, I think it puts a bad light on the wrestling business. Were you just because of business practices? No, it's just in general. There's nothing to this show that brings any type of emotion to it. Like, you could be at Universal Studios at these shows and you get in there for free. But are you really, like, marking out for what's going on? Are you really, like, telling your friends, oh, you got to check out Impact. And I was there for four tapings and it's, like, must-see TV. There's, there's no soul to Impact Wrestling. Nothing. Like, Impact is making WCW Thunder look like top-tier wrestling programming. Uh, and, and you are right about that. I haven't heard anybody other than people, you know, speaking on the negatives and everything. I haven't heard anybody in a really long time say, hey, man, did you see that match on impact? Or, hey, man, did you see this and this and this? This happened this week. Uh, I haven't heard that in a very, very long time. And don't get me wrong. Like, like there's good matches from this week that I had even though there was only three <laughs> like Eddie Edward Eddie Edwards against King Cuerno I thought that was a good match oh, that was on impact yeah oh shit <laughs> and, then, and then you had like Matt Seidel against Sante Dutt mm-hmm. yeah that was cool but still nobody gives a crap <laughs> yeah what I've, I've they announced that um, Lucha Underground getting picked up for season four and then all those guys that went over there to impact they're going right back to motherfucking Lucha yep. Underground <laughs> I got the press release for that this morning, actually. Yeah, I just seen like a little clip of it. I know um, Johnny Mundo is coming back. You know, <laughs> was a son of havoc. I think that's all they announced so far. Or did you hear more names? I, I, I want to see who comes back because um, Triple A. Triple A has a lot of issues with uh, Conan's group, The Crash. The crash, lucha libre. Um, <laughs> uh, so Conan books like Pentagon and Phoenix and a lot of those guys and Drago. And I don't know what their deal with is with Triple uh, A, but if they're not with Triple A, then <laughs> they're not going to be on Lucha Underground because that's basically what it is. Hmm. You have Triple A guys, and then you have some independent guys signed to different contracts to play different gimmicks. Like one of my favorite guys on Lucha Underground is the Mac. Yeah, <laughs> that guy just cracks me up. <laughs> did you see his little his small stint down at NXT? No, I did not. 
I don't even think it was like more than one match. I know he had at least one match down that way. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Mac. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Santos. Yeah, Melissa Santos. Yeah, she pregnant by Brian Cage. Lucky bastard, man. He's a man. That, that's Jeez. top shelf waterfall. Uh, actually, I'm wrong about that. Katrina is uh, top shelf oh, waterfall. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I, I like always liked her when she was a uh, Maxine. <laughs> yeah. I even liked her back then too. <laughs> like everybody's like, "Oh my God, AJ Lee's the hottest one out of them." And don't get wrong, she is hot, but like Maxine was like the one that stood out the most to me out of that NXT class. Yeah, and her ring attire was pretty much lingerie, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, but man, I, I'm just. What else we got going on in wrestling? Let's just talk about a little bit about New Japan. Um, I've been playing catch up. Because um, I missed out on a lot of stuff. I've just been missing out on wrestling in general. I think I, list, I missed the last two or so weeks of Raw and SmackDown or whatever. But I've been getting the, the Cliffs notes, the highlights and everything. So I, I'm aware of what's going on and what's happening. But I haven't been actively watching all the shows and everything. But um, catching up on New Japan. New Japan is always fun. You know, it's just like now I'm starting to get used to their brand of wrestling. I know when daggone, uh, what's his, Yano and uh, what's, what's the dude, Makabe and <laughs> all them guys come out, I'm like, alright, they're just going to be running into each other for the next 10 minutes and Yano going to be trying to take the goddamn turnbuckle pad off and <laughs> somebody <laughs> <hair>. <laughs> and all that shit. So I watch the end of those matches. I don't even watch those matches all the way through. I just kind of fast forward through it. And um, what I've noticed about the the guys that have been there longer, the older guys, they wrestle a particular style. Then you get the younger guys in there. They all over the goddamn place. They jumping off the top. They going through the barricade. They damn. They doing all kind of crazy shit. Cause um, when I first started watching New Japan was around Wrestle Kingdom nine. And um, I didn't like Tanahashi. I didn't like him at all. I thought he was like, what is this dude? He got this long hair and damn, he's doing air guitar. Focus. Yeah, I was like, what is this dude doing? And then um, more recently, when I seen him um, go up against uh, Naito, um, I think last year or sometime earlier this year, changed my whole opinion of this dude because I think he went away from the title picture and he went down to the Intercontinental Championship level and he started having a good series of matches there that I was able to watch and damn but the one with him and Naito when he had him caught up in the ropes and he was just dragging screwing the leg out of out his fucking hip sockets I was like damn <laughs> that shit was crazy and then damn just getting to see Will Ospreay and Ricochet and it's fucking crazy. I think my MVP right now is uh, Kushida. I like him a lot. He got that damn crazy ass right hand. Just bow. Motherfucker fall out. <laughs> what, what about ACH? Who? ACH. 
Cedric Alexander. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I, he's a good performer, but I, I I've seen spurts of that guy. Um, I seen him once live, which was a crazy thing because he was just like hanging from the ceiling and flying through the crowd and all kind of crazy shit. And then um, I seen a couple matches. Um, I interviewed ACH on my old radio show before. Um, he did a lot more Chicago independent shows. And then another guy that doesn't make enough New Japan appearances, uh, Michael Elgin. I, I got to uh, interview him before. Yeah, in fact, I think he's on um, the latest edition of the Edge and Christian podcast. Those guys are shot. Oh, man. They, I like their show, man. They, <laughs> it's they, funny. It's funny as fuck, man. Bird. Bird. <laughs> Bird. Tommy. Tommy. And then they, and Tommy. Then they talk about all the stuff they would do to each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of it involves him smacking him on the ass. <laughs> <laughs> they had the interview with um when they had gold dust on there. And he was like, I'm going to spray paint your ass gold and then I'm going to smack it. <laughs> uh, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a couple things for New Japan that stand out to me. Like you're you're bringing up Makabe and <laughs> all these other guys. Like whenever it's like a ten man tag team match, you know Ishii's gonna be in there. Oh, Somebody's got to be stupid, you know. Yeah, you'll do your little collar double tie up, and uh, it, it's always weird. Like with New Japan matches, for some reason they're, they're just pissed off after they do the grappling exchange. Like you'll have an armbar and handlock, and then the guys just walk up to each other like. Just each other in the goddamn face. <laughs> it doesn't even take five minutes for a freaking forearm contest to go on. Yeah, especially with, um, him and Makabe. They always do that shit every single time. Gorilla. Gorilla. What's other ones? Like, there's a lot of cursing on there as well, especially when you have like the grills and dust. Yeah. They, they cuss as soon as they hit the curtain. It's like, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> goddamn Takamichi uh, got motherfucker in his goddamn entrance music. <laughs> and you know, Yujiro, Yujiro from Bullet Club's like, yeah, man, this is my time of the month, man. I got two girls on my side. Yeah. <laughs> like, the rest of his month sucks. <laughs> but he always goes out there with the two chicks. Yeah, yeah. That, that, he always had the same one come out all the time. He might switch up the secondary, but that he always had that one. They come out with him all the time, and it's just crazy seeing that stuff now. Because I haven't, I'm not used to seeing that stuff like nowadays. Because you know it was way back in the Attitude Era when you see ass cheeks on TV in a wrestling ring. Mm-hmm. Welcome to New Japan Pro Wrestling at New Japan World. <laughs> Kevin Kelly here with Don Callis. I like those two. They <laughs> they, they do it for me. They, they they're a good little team. Mm-hmm. What was that? I, yeah. I was one. I was wondering if anybody like would have a wrestling show. The commentator just does like Trump impressions the entire time. Believe me, we got the number one wrestling, the number one referees, the number one production. Yes. <laughs> I said I'm gonna put up ring posts, and they're gonna be the biggest <laughs> ring posts you've ever seen, and nobody will be able to get over them. <laughs> <laughs> Fake news. Yes. <laughs> but um, what I, I was explaining to somebody about New Japan, I had um a guy that I used to serve with. He was my my wrestling buddy. Anytime wrestling came close to town, um, it came in. 
me and him would uh pile up and we go drive to wherever it is and we go watch shows. He um called me when um the news about Chris Jericho and um Kenny Omega broke. And mm-hmm. he was asking me, What's going on? What's this and that and everything? And I had and I sat down and, you know, I know enough about New Japan to, you know, tell him about it. So I was telling him about it. But what I was explaining to him that what I really liked about New Japan is um the Young Lions program. Like the the young boys or whatever, whatever they call them. And I was just telling him about that. I was trying to kind of sell him on that more than <laughs> You know, <laughs> the actual shit. Because I really dig what they do. They make them earn it, man. They don't let them wear any kind of, you know, anything that distinguishes them from anyone else. They always wear black tights and black boots. Nothing else. <laughs> yeah, and they know they're going to get their ass whipped by Suzuki after the match. Every time. <laughs> Every time. But, like, this um current crop of uh, Young Lions is out. Um, I like Kaw- Kawato. That's that's my man. That's my dude, bro. Yeah, he's a, he's another one of those that's like, uh, yeah, let's do some forearms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they have uh, the young lights that I like. I like uh, David Finley. Uh, I think he's really good. Um, I like uh, Juice Robinson. He's really broken out this yeah. year. He was a young lion as well. For those keeping score at home. Um, yeah, so I, I liked a couple of those guys, and then <laughs> what's, what's that big motherfucker name with the damn oh, the teeth? Kitamira. <laughs> yeah, that dude <laughs> chops is fucking ridiculous, man. I hate to see anybody get in the ring with that dude because he damn he'll hold his wrist like this and he'll just bow, and you see the fucking sweat and everything just fly off their chest and their face and their head, and he hit them in the chest. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> I, I like when Tenzan and K- Kojima come in and he just know like half of the masters is just Mongolian chops yeah, <laughs> the yeah. entire time. <laughs> but those two the, out of the young, this current crop of young lions, uh, Kawato and the big guy, whatever, I think they're going to be something major later on, mm-hmm. man. And then I just dig their whole training system and they'll come in there. And they'll you, they'll get with one of the factions or whatever they'll train them up, mm-hmm. and um, whenever they deem them ready, they don't put them there in New Japan. They send them away to hone their gimmick or whatever. They'll send them to like Mexico or they'll do something with Ring of Honor. They'll just go around the map and um, hone their scat their style and their gimmick, and then they'll come back to New Japan. As their, you know, their character that they made from themselves or whatever. So I'm mm-hmm. very interested to see how whenever they send out Kawato and um, the big guy, whatever, I keep forgetting his name, what they're going to come back as. Because we just had three people come back. We had the dude, uh, Jay White, Switchblade. He just recently showed up and he's challenging for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship at Wrestle Kingdom. And then um, we have Rapungi 3K that just came back. And now they're the um, light heavyweight champions. So I didn't know anything about the Rapungi guys showing yo or um, this Jay White dude or whatever. I, I missed that whole span of that Young Lions class. But now that I'm kind of up to date and current with these current guys, I'm ready for them to go out because I want to kind of follow them and see them when they come back. Mm-hmm. You like pie? I love pie. Poontang pie? Yes. 
<laughs> so man there's good there's great poutine pie in the west side of Chicago <laughs> do you have to um, drive an armored car to get there <laughs> no comment <laughs> <laughs> just raised in Illinois right outside of Chicago Chicago <laughs> some of the best cooking ever was <laughs> and I miss it <laughs> hey woman <laughs> are you feeling me whoa <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. Uh, what, what else we got going on in the world of Joshy Lopez? I mean, we got the y- your website is pumping on with the transcripts and everything. You got the podcast still flowing. Is there anything new on the horizon for you? I, I've been sending out applications and stuff, and keeping my eyes open for what's opening for open radio uh, positions here in Chicago. Um, also like digital stuff as well um i've been in the gym for the last let's see i started in july yeah i've been in the gym for the last four months so i don't know if you see any difference since the last time you saw me but i've well, been shit, just dude, go- i only see you from the shoulders up all the time so i don't know nothing <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh but yeah i've been in the gym since um july so i, I go there three times a week and i've been focusing on that and I'm just, it, it, it's it's a struggle with the broadcasting and media business just trying to get jobs and stuff and like I, I'm not driven by money but I know that I'm better than most of the people that are doing <laughs> the stuff at these radio stations and I know I can be an asset to it but the big part problem with that is my age I guess <laughs> but but it's a very competitive market and I, I, I apply myself I'm not lazy uh, I, I guess that's one of the main reasons why I continue to do the website and the podcasting and stuff there's not a week where I just like oh I don't, I don't feel like broadcasting I don't feel like writing I'm just gonna lay on my couch all the time I'm not that type of person so I'm trying to better myself and I think doing the articles has helped me better on air helped me become a better broadcaster actually and i'm just trying to apply myself more robin you know <laughs> people say oh well, all you do is do your work from the computer that's not real work well anybody that's not hired by a local radio station and does this stuff for a living most of their work is through the computer so yeah, um guys an idiot or gal whoever said yeah. <laughs> and to, I, I, to say that i'm lazy or ever that's just ridiculous i i know the amount of time i put into this stuff Duh. do i do i make a gazillion dollars like i wish i would no i don't but i'm my guess my point is I'm going to keep doing this and I keep applying myself and keep applying to these different jobs but once somebody gives me an opportunity I'm not looking back because I've earned that opportunity you know it's, it's, it's just a different structure now you can't call into these radio stations and be like oh hey can I come in for an appointment for an interview like you they tell you when you apply online don't call us if we're interested we'll call you so it's it's a struggle that I deal with behind the scenes when I'm not doing this stuff but um, besides that like I there's not, nothing really special like going on like I, I've watched a lot of basketball now and I've watched some sports here and there I don't watch any LeBron James games that, that's Le- sure. <laughs> <laughs> but you know 
some of the resurgence through the Bears and how competitive they've been this year has been a lot of fun for me to watch on Sundays. That's kind of like my day off when there's like not a pay-per-view on. So that's my day to relax. And that's kept my spirits up. But besides that, man, I'm, I'm trying my best to make this website grow and expand. And I've added a lot of different production elements to my podcast and make that stand out. So it's a weekly challenge, but I'm, I'm having fun. Would I wish I'd be hired by a big corporation or ever? Sure, but if I get that opportunity, it's because I earned it. Yeah, and I agree, man. If um, I like it because you could easily just sit there and complain about what everybody else is doing and not do nothing at all, but you're actively engaging and you're doing something and you're making your portfolio like fat. You know, with everything that you're doing. And yes, you do do a lot of shit because you do do. <laughs> but um, I can remember many a times whenever we was recording weekly or whatever, I was like, dog, you need to take a break. <laughs> you just take a nap or something. But nah, man, you keep plugging away. And I commend you for that. I give you a round of applause. If I got the right button, I'm going to press it. Let's see. Yeah, man. So we need. I, I also I also um, started um, playing the guitar again, actually. Uh, so that that's been fun. I, I've been jamming to uh, Joe's. I I want to know. So oh, I've man. been that's... learning a lot of those R and B songs for the ladies. Hey, man. <laughs> how, how, I'm about to put you on the spot. What, right, what a guitar ad? Hook me up. Give me a little tune, dude. Give me your Elias Sampson impression. <laughs> I don't have it here, unfortunately. <laughs> but if I did, I would like you to put your cell phones down and hold your applause until I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I like that dude, man. That, dude funny that guy cracks me up. He damn... I don't know. It, it, it just seems from the, when I seen him in NXT up until now, he looked like he done changed a lot of body-wise, too. I guess and, and the funny out. thing with Elias though is like you know I've talked about in the past of like oh just because certain NXT performers click down there doesn't mean it's going to click up to the next level everybody was trashing Elias Sanson in NXT where everybody loves them <laughs> up in the next level you know what I mean yeah like uh, when I see Elias Sanson on my TV I get generally excited that guy cracks me up yeah and then I think he's another one of those guys man that like I think they seen something in him you know, early on, and that's why he is where he is now. Because like he didn't stay at NXT that long, or he wasn't even really featured that much on NXT, and he was already up yeah. on the main roster. Like Braun, he fucking completely bypassed that shit and just went straight on. I mean, minus the Rosebud shit, but <laughs> you know, I, and the, he feels like one of those guys to me. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on at the top right now with uh Cena Nakamura. Goddamn Mahal and all those other guys to where, you know, he doesn't have a prominent spot right now, but I believe he might be able to have one later on. I see Intercontinental title on him later down the line. Mm-hmm. That's a nice elbow drop, too. <laughs> I think WWE's on the roll with the trolling heels. Like, I love him. I love, um, who's the other guy? Uh, oh, Drew Gulak. <laughs> from 205 Live and his PowerPoint presentations. He said, I had 256 trip. slides and they're just oh, going to cancel my. it. You know how long it takes to do 256 slides? 
<laughs> and then he has a slide of somebody that looks like Okada. <laughs> I didn't see that. I need to go back. And <laughs> no jumping off the top rope. <laughs> oh, man. The flashback to uh, New Japan. What you think about Okada, man? I'm fifty-fifty on him. Like I, I enjoy his matches. Uh, he kind of reminds me a lot of a mixture of Bobby Roode and Randy Orton, where like a lot of it's just headlocks and shoulder tackles, and a lot of it's like, okay, you're gonna go for a flying like crossfire, right, or like a flying smash, but like like their big aerial move is just a drop kick in midair. Or he'll do like that running leap over the barricade on the outside. He'll do that a couple times off the chair. But like, I could see any Bobby Roode or Randy Orton match just like I see that in any Okada match. Yeah, I'll, gi- I'll give him credit, man. That crowd like Loves fires him. up anytime before he finishes finishes a match, and I think that's the magic of Okada. Mm-hmm. That yeah, he does a lot of stuff simple, but he always finds a way to make the crowd so fired up towards the end of his match. Yeah, and um, I thought for sure. It was going to be him and Omega at this Wrestle Kingdom. And Omega Omega is going to win that title before he leaves New Japan, if he ever leaves New Japan. Yeah, until he wins that title, I'm not putting him on any level of AJ or Nakamura. I'm sorry. He could put on any six-star classic according to Nimrods out there, but unless he's the champion of that company, no shot. Yeah, and I don't think he'll leave until he does that. I really don't. Do you think that he's going to – you think they'll do that rematch again for the Long Beach show because they didn't do it the last time? What, uh, f- between – Omega and Okada? They didn't have a rematch of the Long Beach shows. I don't know. I mean, with this whole Jericho thing, man, I was just – it was brought up before. And, I, you know, I, I kind of like the idea that, like, he could beat Omega at Wrestle mm-hmm. Kingdom and then, then um, he'll get it back. At the at the, the U.S. shows or whatever, but you know, just like how you were saying earlier, I mean, you got a lot of shit going on. He doing TV shows, fucking touring. You got the cruise shit coming up. So I don't the know. Book. The book, yeah, another book he touring out as well. Yeah. So, all right. Who who knows, man? And that's why it's so fucking exciting because we don't know. It's not in a daggone written report somewhere. It's not in a fucking angry motherfucker's YouTube video. It's just it's, it's, it's up in the air right now and we don't know what's going to happen and that's fucking amazing. Speaking of angry guys, there's a guy out there named uh, Bruce Blitz who does like angry wrestling rants. Bruce <laughs> yeah, Bruce Blitz. <laughs> like type in Bruce Blitz, John Cena, you'll see a guy from Chicago just absolutely losing his shit about John Cena. <laughs> he calls him the shit factor of professional wrestling. <laughs> Let's see what we got. We got Bruce. Bruce Blitz. Bruce. Oh, this dude looked like a geek. <laughs> <laughs> Got a shirt off showing his muscles and shit. I believe he wanted to be a wrestler at one point. He just probably he got was. shit on. Oh, he was a wrestler? Yeah. Should have known by the name, right? <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm sitting here. I ain't, I'm talking ill of the dude. I don't even fucking know him. I'm sorry. I apologize. 
I disagree with a lot. I, I disagree with a lot with what he says, but just the way he curses and the way he yells about it's pretty funny, actually. Cue the sip. Who have this stance uh, on John Cena's overrated matches? If you're looking for John Cena praise, um, the John Cena ass licking society and the WWE ass licking society has plenty of that for you out there all over the internet, Twitter, Facebook, you name the platform. There are ass lickers who will defend it to the end. And I call them ass lickers because they, eat uh, they don't allow dissenting opinions. You know, it's, it's a thing where if you disagree, you know, first of all, with their opinions, more power to them. But where they cross the line is where they talk down to you or they label you uh, merely because, um, you know, you've got a different opinion than them. And to me, that's pretty, pretty fucking lame. I like that. I, I like his I like his stance on that. Let's see what yeah, keep going forward. You'll see him start ranting. <laughs> you are now tuned in to BlitzSportsNetwork.com, the home of the legendary Blitz team. Blitz and his panels are always bringing the heat. Motherfucker, this you man think there's a better website? You better pump the brakes. <laughs> I mean, not saying Because I love this website. Like a fat kid loves cakes. <laughs> this is Epic Movie Voice Guy. And Bruce Blitz, you demand, bro. You enjoy the show, folks. What is and we're supposed to just sit here and shut the fuck up, right? That's garbage! Angry, bro? Okay. One thing that I am sick and fucking tired of is in situations like this where they give us the same old shit the industry runs out there on their so- folks you know some people get frustrated with me because I always say uh, I always say if you like John Cena more power to you I, it doesn't bother me uh, if you like something I don't like I don't care but there's this notion within the wrestling world that you have to conform to liking what the WWE does. Oh, well, Jim Ross said uh, you, you got to like this. Oh, well, Lance Storm said you got to like that. I don't need fucking Steven Spielberg or some producer to tell me what I need to like or don't like in the movie industry. If I'm sick and fucking tired of John Cena, I don't care how many fucking Make-A-Wish segments that they do, I'm sick of him. God damn. And then as soon as you say that, you're an internet fan. You're an internet fan. You're one of those fans. You don't understand he sells merchandise. Well, someone needs to stand up for those of us out here who can't stand him. And then you've got all these people who run out there. Oh, it's it's not right. You don't understand. Dude, just Fuck stop fucking you. watching it. <laughs> Hold on. 
Um, this is wrestling. A lot of us are sick of it. (laughs) Guy after guy after guy after fucking guy with talent gets buried by this boring ass motherfucker. Damn, so much rage. And then as soon as you come on and you civilly say something, you're an internet fan. Oh, come on, Bruce. Bury this guy. Bury that guy. This guy likes Cena. Bury him. I'm always like, no, that's their opinion. But we we can't get the same in fucking return. And then you got to sit there and watch shit like you saw tonight. I'd payback with Cena. Same old fucking shit. And we're supposed to just sit here and shut the fuck up, right? That's garbage! Oh shit. I mean, I can't talk about this dude. That's like saying you can't have an opinion of politics unless a, 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 a former president agrees This video with has 31,000 views. Oh, well, Lance Storm, I don't give a yeah, fuck a big audience. what anybody within the... Maybe I should just start yelling on the damn podcast. Give me some goddamn... My number's up. Hey, motherfuckers, listen to my show. <laughs> God damn, man. You got a lot of hate for somebody that you don't like, but he show keep the, his fucking name in his mouth. Just stop watching this shit. Change the channel. God damn it. Find something else to do. Take a well, come on. I, 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 I cover this for you, and I get money out of it because you buy a subscription to my network. Oh, that's what he does? He's one of those guys? Yeah, or just like anybody else that has a network that has a Patreon account attached to it, too. Yeah. Yeah. He trashes the company and he go on these soapboxes about why the company's not doing what they want for the fans. Yet, you look at, they changed the whole entire Survivor Series show for the fans. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, as long as you pay money and give me money for my network and Patreon accounts... I'll give you the controversial hot takes. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I mean, I got one of those things or whatever, but I don't know, man. It's like content wise, I put a lot of stuff on there as far as like um, if I get a good bulk of episodes, like if I record three episodes in a week, I'll put like maybe two out of that three up early so they can hear it unedited and everything like that or if um i get my little movie pass codes and everything i give them that get some shirts sun out to people and all kind of shit like that i think i'm doing more for them than they're doing for me <laughs> the only two that i got anyway or whatever but hey man yeah i'm just talking about more like the hot take people that have patreon accounts so like yeah we're gonna be the controversial anti-everything wrestling but we're gonna shill stuff down your throat and try to force you to buy into our patreon accounts there's some good people that do have patreon accounts yeah. and they know who they are but i just saw about the other people that just try to try to be controversial just for the sake that they could try to hoodwink hoodwink people and try to get money out of them yeah i, I feel you like um who's what's, what's your boy don't your boy got a fucking patreon or some like pay subscription shit uh russo he ain't my boy <laughs> And not my president. <laughs> <laughs> Most overrated writer in the history of wrestling. 
Yeah. He got lucky once. I mean, if, I mean, if you're stealing concepts from South Park and everything in the 90s, I guess you're creative. I, I guess so. I guess so. Anything else on your brain before we ride out into this, that good night, my friend? Not much, man. It was uh, good catching up with you. Um, talk a little bit about shop. I'm, I'm very excited for this um, Survivor Series weekend. That's coming up. I'm going to be very busy on that end, covering both TakeOver and Survivor Series. So, yeah. Um, the wrestling calendar gets busier and busier, but it gets me more, more pumped because it gives me more work to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking to cash in on my veteran status for those uh, four days of wrestling because, you know, uh, active duty and veterans get into WWE shows for free. But the only thing that sucks about it is you can only cash in day of the performance so I can't go like a week out or two weeks out and be like hey let me get my free veterans ticket you gotta go the day of the show so if the motherfucker sold out then I can't cash in you know I can't <laughs> my, my veteran in the bank briefcase <laughs> our, our mutual friend uh, Mike main event swerve he's going to the shows oh yeah I'm a, I'm a um, Mike if you ever listen to this show I'm gonna catch you Outside, I'm gonna catch you outside, and we gonna wrestle in front of the Toyota Center. <laughs> we're gonna duke it out. <laughs> we gonna, matter of fact, we gonna. I'm gonna get Mike on this goddamn show, and then it ain't gonna be like how me and you is right now, because Mike lives here in fucking Houston, and I'm gonna drive to wherever the fuck he at, and we gonna set up shop. I'm saying that I didn't even ask him about this though, so <laughs> I just show up. Look, hey man, let's do this thing. Surprise, motherfucker! I got my equipment in. <laughs> yeah, I already asked him to meet me at a Walmart so we can we can wrestle. So that's coming soon. <laughs> uh, Booker T, Steve Austin wrestle. <laughs> I'm gonna be stone cold. I'm getting the better of this exchange. This is my show, damn it. <laughs> yeah, it, it goes into the grocery store to a bingo hall and then into a confession box <laughs> in a church. Uh, that was classic. Yeah, yeah, I need to watch that again. One of my favorite moments as a kid when that happened. All right, yeah, I can't believe that's. Uh, 17 years ago, man. What? Jesus Christ. Yeah, 2001. Fuck. I was one year into the Marine Corps by then. <laughs> I was seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Time is funny that way. But hey, man, go ahead and plug all your things. Not your orifices, because you're on camera and I don't want to see none of that. No, it's all good. <laughs> um... Guys, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Notorious Joshi. Um, it's cool that they're uh, adding the 280 characters on Twitter because they'll help me out add more info about the articles I do at ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com, which, which you can bookmark. If you want to do anything you can to the website and want to help support me and you like the articles I'm doing, like the fee for it's only two bucks. <laughs> I, I think that's fair. No, I'm not charging a lot. It's just two bucks. Uh, if you want to go ahead and knock your sauce off. But I want people to give this site a chance. I think I'm doing something different. And it's it's really easy to navigate, to be honest with you. I got a search bar. So if you want to find a particular show, it'll pop up right there for you. So um, I, I like the design of the show. I, not, not design of the show, but design of the website. And I, I have a cool setup. So if you guys want to check out, it's ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. 
I have my own uh, podcast, the Josh Lopez Wrestling Podcast, which you can subscribe to on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and YouTube.com. Um, I add a lot of production elements to that show. And besides the wrestling talk, I add a lot of personal stories that I deal with. And uh, it's more of a motivational podcast and positive and spreading the word of positivity because there's already a lot of negative, jaded people out there. And I just want to have fun with this stuff. So if you want to check that out, go to Josh Lopez Wrestling Podcast. And then um, that, that's pretty much it for now. But next week, I'll be uh, covering both NXT TakeOver War Games and Survivor Series, two shows that I'm looking forward to for different reasons. Uh, both shows are going to kick ass next week. So yes, for sir. anybody that goes to the show in Houston uh, next weekend, you guys are lucky. Have fun with it. Don't be like Brooklyn. That's all I ask. <laughs> <laughs> and then besides that, uh, next week, Rob, will be my 80th episode for this particular podcast uh, for the Josh Lopez Wrestling Podcast. So You getting up there. Yeah. Collectively, it'd be 240 episodes I've done in the last four years. Well, shit, dude. <laughs> I'm, th- this will be episode 97. Nice. So I'm approaching that 100. <laughs> Don't forget, one of the greatest wrestling matches in wrestling history happened in 97. Austin, Bret Hart, Chicago. WrestleMania 13. Yes. So if you have the WWE Network for only $9.99 a month, go ahead and look up that match. We're going to go ahead and give away a free digital download. I'm going to give away the movie Girls Trip. So if you made it this far into the episode, here it is. The code is, Josh, you can't have this because you're a guest. You can't have this one. <laughs> it's, it's a great movie, by the way, so make sure you guys get in that code. Yeah, just grapefruiting is a, a thing that I want to... I had to talk Miss B-Rob into that. <laughs> All right. And the code is F-J-W-L-K-M-P-F-6-X- E N. I'm not repeating myself, so you can just rewind it and listen to it again. So there you go. You got a free digital copy of the Girls Trip movie, which is hilarious. And um, you can download that on iTunes, or you can go to uphe.com forward slash redeem. That's uniform papa hotel echo dot com forward slash redeem <laughs> and um while I'm using the um, military phonetic alphabet today is November 10th 2017 I like to wish every marine around the world a happy birthday this is the marine corps birthday on November 10th and it is our 242nd birthday so simple fidelis uh, hope you're drinking and eating hearty and not getting into any trouble, which I know we're known for. So, hoorah, Marines. And <laughs> on that note, we're going to close out. You can find me on Twitter at It's B-Rob. That's I-T-S-B-R-O-B. If you want to talk professional wrestling or general shenanigans, that's the place you do it. Also, the show has its own Twitter account, which you can follow at 3 R Show. 
Um, you can go to my website, randomrobcast.com, to where you can find different ways to help the show support it and make it grow. See, I rhymed a little bit. I got this mixtape coming out in 2019. Um, <laughs> I got merchandise. I got Amazon links. Um, you can become a patron like Brandon McIntyre and Glenn Abbott and um, do all those things. But fuck all that stuff I just said because you don't have to do none of that shit. The most important thing that you can do for me, that you can do for the show, is listen. Share it. Maybe even leave a review. I mean, that's not even really required, but the most important thing you can do is listen and share the word of the Random Rams of Throb podcast. Uh, and that's it for the week. Tried to switch up the format a little bit. And um, for that, because I didn't feel like editing a lot. So <laughs> maybe I'll continue to do it this way. I don't know. I doubt it, though. Um, I've been here. He's been Josh. And I'll see you next time. Hush your face is coming straight to your ears. A podcast network that's changing gears. Bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat. A family of pods that are bringing the heat. There ain't no stopping us. Keep coming back to us. Sick ass pods that'll make you hush. www.hushyourface.com.